0: Well, this morning, I want to invite you, if you have your Bibles, to turn. Um, We have gotten and listened to a lot this morning about the Lord's Prayer, but I want us to look at Matthew chapter 6. This is the last time we're going to read through this in the Scriptures as we have conclude our study on the Lord's Prayer. And starting at verse 9 and following, and this will be on the screen as well, here's what it says. This, then, is how you should pray. Our father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done On earth as it is in heaven Give us today our daily bread forgive us our debts As we also have forgiven our debtors And lead us not into temptation But deliver us from the evil one. Let's pray Lord god as we come before you this morning We thank you so much for your word that guides us and instructs us and helps us get to know you better And so, Lord, as we come now, we pray that you would speak into our hearts what you want us to hear this day. Let us not only hear it, but, God, let it be deeply internalized. And, Lord, that you would plant seeds in us, that, Lord, what we hear from your Spirit this day, that you would just instruct us in how we might go forth and draw closer to you and one another. Lord, we ask all of these things now in Jesus' name. Amen well over the last couple of weeks we have been talking about praying like jesus and so um we've been looking at what is prayer and what we've talked about is that prayer is really a conversation with god god's inviting us into a conversation that god wants to talk with us and visit about all of life we talked about there were popcorn prayers last week where that's just where you throw up like Thank you, God, for that beautiful sunrise, and Lord, thank you that you just watched over me and protected me in that moment, or Lord, help me with this particular problem I'm struggling with. Those are just kind of momentary prayers. Those can happen all throughout the day. And then we talked about conversational or more focused prayer last week, where it's more, we're, we're spending more time, we're really trying to go deeper in our conversation and focus upon the Lord. And we find that prayer um, is one of those things that's been going on since the very creation. Um, We see it in Genesis where after God had made Adam and Eve that we find that it says God came and walked with them in the cool of the day. I don't know what that was like. Um, I I imagine it was pretty awesome. Um, I look forward to one day when we get to heaven we'll get to experience God in that closeness again. Um, We find throughout the Old Testament that God was prayed to by numerous persons and we find even jesus his own son spent lots of time talking with his heavenly father and so we found that he would pray all night at times and having that continual conversation now here's the deal what i find about prayer though prayer is one of those things that it's easy to forget about if we're not really dialed in anybody finds you get up in the morning and you're tired or you get up in the morning and I've got a whole list of things that got to get done. I got to get the kids to school. I got to get to work. I've got to do this, got to do that. Um, we go into the day and the day gets crazy. And so we're just trying to get our tasks complete. And then you get to the end of the day and you're like, Oh, I just want to go to bed. Right. And so it's very easy if we're not careful that prayer doesn't get put into the scheme of our day. Um, and, But yet, if we can practice it, if we can start to discipline ourselves and make it a part of our discipleship plan daily, uh, then it helps us to stay focused and we'll find that it will help ground us and actually will serve as a great blessing. And you don't have to spend hours, but just finding some time to carve in. So that's kind of what we're encouraging all of us to be doing as we grow in this relationship with God. So prayer is really important for building, as we've already talked about, that relationship and connecting us with God now I brought this today I realize this is a little antiquated because it has a cord (laughs) because I know most of our drills today are battery operated but this drill is the first one I ever bought actually it's the only one I've ever had now I happen to have a Phillips head screwdriver on the end of my drill today and I just have to admit to you there have been times when I've been in my house working on a project with my drill And I'm needing to screw something in, like some screws, so I'm gonna use my Phillips head screwdriver. And so I get up there, you know, and I'm about ready to work, and I've realized the cord is not long enough to reach the outlet. Now, not being the smartest tack in the box, I will tend to just get on my chair or my ladder, and I gotta go all the way upstairs to get an extension cord. I'll just Climb up there, and I'll just do this. (laughs) Now, i got to tell you, I have done that. Now, can I tell you how stupid that is? Because to be honest, as I'm doing this, you know how long it takes to get it in. I could have gone upstairs, got it, and been done, right? But that would have been too much effort. Now, this is constrained, though, only by the power I have. I can only use that much force, and it's even probably minimal. Now, you all know, I mean, this is everybody's pretty educated bunch here, that if we put this in, that's a whole different set of power. And you know, when we pray, that's really kind of what it is. We are either trying to live life this way, on our own, or we plug into the power of God that allows things to transpire that we could never do within ourselves. So prayer is that one of those ways that we connect in to that power of god's holy spirit to do that work now also when we you know i thought this week aren't you glad that we had prayer when we heard about jack i mean when i got the word um, on tuesday i was it monday tuesday this has been a long week afternoon right after it had happened you all people were calling one another and people were immediately going to prayer because we couldn't do anything right but we could pray And you know, I know it doesn't always work out this way, but I believe, you know, through the prayers of the people this week, I believe through the prayer vigil that happened here, which was powerful to see so many people, and I know many of you were praying, maybe even you weren't able to be here for that. And then to see Jack today, where he is and out of ICU, and we didn't know where that was going to be right after the accident happened. I think God's hand was at work, and we thank God for prayer So we also find then that prayer, no matter what actually happens in our lives, is to remind us God is with us and that God is there in our hardships and our challenges. Now, I want to just name this, the enemy, I believe, would try to, to convince us that God isn't with us and try to get us to do this on our own power. Um, because oftentimes, if we look back to Adam and Eve, what did God say? I mean, Adam and Eve had the garden. I mean, how good is that, right? Everything was perfect. And they said, guys, gals, you could do this better on your own. You don't need God. You can handle it, right? And what did they do? They listened. <laughs> and we've been paying for it ever since. It's been a mess. Or even he did it with Jesus, right? Jesus was there. already. got Jesus and said, Jesus. You don't need to do the cross thing. If you'll just pray to me, if you'll just do this on your own, you can avoid all of that. Don't listen to God, go your own way. And what happens is prayer is another gift to us because what it does not only does it show us God's presence, but it also allows, God wants to put our hearts at peace even when things aren't working out maybe the way we hope at the moment. Paul writes it this way in Ephesians or Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 through 7. Listen to these words. Paul says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And hear this, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Prayer is one of those gifts to ideally what God wants to do is give us a sense of peace that God is with us Even sometimes when it's not going the way we may have anticipated or hoped to be going So prayer is really a recognition that God is with us that God is walking with us that God wants to be in fellowship with us So we've been talking then this is the kind of prayer that I think Jesus was living out And his disciples saw it and they said, you know what, we want to learn to pray like that too. So Jesus gives them the instruction of the Lord's Prayer. That's what we've been walking through. So just really quickly, where we've been over the course of this series, and if you haven't followed along, you can catch it um, online and we welcome you to do so. But if you have been here, here's what we've gone through. First of all, Jesus starts with our Father. And really what that is, is Jesus saying, through our faith in Christ, Jesus Gains us access to come before the throne, the God of the universe. So when we trust in Jesus, he says, I've taken care of anything that would separate you from God. If you put your faith in me, I have cleansed you, I've made you right. You can come boldly like God is your your heavenly good father. And if you had a bad father, God is the most ultimate good father you could ever imagine in that imagery that he's painting. So we're allowed to come into an intimate relationship with God. Then he goes on, and and we built an acronym over the last couple of weeks. We started with, first of all, P, and what did that stand for? Praise, Praise, right. So he says, holy or hallowed be your name. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed, holy be your name. And we talked about that's a part of prayer where God is inviting us to name the attributes. What do we see God is like? So in that moment, we're praising God. God, I thank you right now that you're all-powerful. There's nothing you can't do. God, you're all present with us. Right now, when I feel all alone, you are still here with me. God, you're all knowing. You know everything that's going on. You know about that situation at work right now that's just going crazy. And I thank you that you know about it, even if it seems like nobody else is getting it. God, that you're all loving when it feels like nobody loves me. That God, you're all present. God, you are the one who's all just when this does not make sense. There's an acknowledgement of that, and then we're, we're acknowledging where we're we seeing those things played out in our lives, where we're we seeing God show up. And so we're praising God in that moment, okay? Then he goes on, and we talked, the second week, we talked about R, which stood for what? Repent, right. Then he invites us to repent. Now, repentance is a gift to us, because what God is saying, there are things in our lives that we do, say, think, that get us out of alignment with God or where we start to build barriers between us and God. And and I don't know about y'all, but when I'm doing those things and I know it kind of wasn't what God wanted me to do and I kept doing it anyway, then I kind of get shameful and I I can start to step away and move away from God. God doesn't want that. And God on his side is always like, hey, I want you to come. And so repentance is that opportunity where we say, okay, I name Here's where my life is out of alignment. Here's where I'm doing what I want to do. I know it's not what you want, God. God, I am sorry. I'm asking you to cleanse me. I receive what Christ did on the cross for me. And you don't have to pay it off. He already paid it off for you. You accept that. And then he welcomes us. And so repentance is that. I'm making a choice to realign my life with where God wants me to go. And I begin to walk that way. Third week we talked about then last week was A for? ask right then he invites us he says pray give us um give us what is it? now i can't remember da, 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 da. give us this day our daily bread and then he says lead us not into temptation and we talked about then how god invites us to talk to him about everything he invites us to ask for where we need provision in our lives he asks us to pray for wisdom He asks us to pray for restoration where there's brokenness. He asks us to pray for deliverance when we're struggling or healing. And then we talked about that praying. He says, then, pray that you won't fall into temptation. And we talked about how that's an ask where we're saying, Lord, let me not fall into doubt. Let me not lose sight of believing in you when I face things in my world that don't make sense, that really cause me to question you. Lord, help me to stand believing. And we we talked about how the disciples had to wrestle with that after Jesus was arrested and eventually crucified. So we've talked through all those things. And then today, we're at the the final one, and I want to give you why, which is yield. Yield. Now, in the prayer, where I pull that from is where Jesus says, Our Father who art in heaven, thy will be done on earth as in heaven. He's inviting us ultimately to yield our will, what we want to have happen, to say, God, this is what I will, but this is what I'm trusting you're, somehow you're working out. I'm going to surrender to you. So now I just want to name it, folks. This part of praying is probably the second hardest part next to praying for those that we're having a hard time forgiving. Now, it's easy to pray, God, I'm willing to do whatever you want. I'm so happy to follow you, serve you when everything's going the way I want it to go, right? When God's working out things, everything's good, life seems blessed, it's easy to go, yeah, God, I'm all in, I'm yielded. But when life starts to go the other way, then I'm like, I don't like this. And I know, God, you're wanting me to go this way, and I want to go that way. That's where it gets hard, right? And we all have those moments in our lives. And at that particular time, we can say, you know, God, I I really trust you with everything, that you're going to work it out. But when the conflict starts to happen between what I want and what's happening or what I sense God is wanting, and they differ, that becomes a challenge. And you really, folks, and maybe I'm oversimplifying it. You can feel free to give me some other ideas. But I think there's really two choices in those moments, One choice is to say, Lord, I'm going to choose to let you be God and I'm going to surrender and I'm going to yield and let you handle this and trust you and keep my heart at peace. Or I can say, God, you're not going to do it the way I want. You're not working the way I think you should. I can choose to just walk away and say, well, then God, on you, I'm done. And I'm just going to go live my life. I can choose to believe that God doesn't exist anymore i can do all the things i want i've got two choices right i either believe god is there and working with us or i start to step away and say god doesn't care or god doesn't even exist and i'm going to move away or i'm just going to do my own thing until god decides to do what i want if you're like me come get me right and so i think we have to wrestle with that right that's hard stuff sometimes when we're wrestling in our world and things are going on Yielded prayer really comes from a commitment to then see God as the Lord over every area of my life. God, I really believe that you care and love those attributes, that you're working out a plan that I can't see. We talked about the puzzle piece last week where we talked about God can see a picture that we cannot see, and we're trying to put it all together, and it doesn't always make sense. We have to go, God, I just have to trust somehow out there, it may not happen in this century, it may be centuries away, somehow, God, you're getting this all put together. And there are things I don't comprehend and understand. I mean, that's, that's a kind of a big faith piece. I get it. But I think there's a piece in that that what was going on, that, but I want you to hear this. God is okay with us asking for what we desire. As long as it's not counter to God, God invites us to ask for anything. It's okay. You can pray for anything. I think God does that. What we're listening for then, is there any place that God may be saying, well, I, I want to change that, but at the end of the day, I can pray, but then I've got to surrender and posture and say, Lord, at the end of the day, I'm going to yield, and I want your will to be accomplished, and I'm going to help me to live in that. Help me to have peace about whatever's transpiring. Paul gives us an analogy in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, where he says, offer yourselves as a living sacrifice, whole and acceptable unto God. That imagery is really powerful, especially for the Jewish people of the time. It doesn't work so much for us, but he's pulling back from the Old Testament image that when you brought an offering to God, there was, a, there was an altar, right? And you'd kill an animal, like we're so thankful we're past these days, but you'd kill an animal, and you would put it on the offering, and that offering would go up to God. It could be offered for praise. It could be offered for forgiveness. I mean, there was all these things. Paul now changes the image. He says, You be a living sacrifice. So what he's saying is, in a sense, you and I are to crawl up on the altar rail and to say, Lord, I'm all yours. I'm surrendering all this. Here's what I desire, here's what I want, but God, at the end, I'm giving it all to you. Now, the thing about a living sacrifice, folks, is a living sacrifice can crawl back off the altar. I can crawl off and do it and live however I want. And I find myself, folks, just got to be honest, I find myself, there are times, yeah, God, I'm so yielded, I'm up on the altar, hey, yay. And there are other days I crawl off and I go do it my own way. But God is calling us to be those living sacrifices, yielded with our hearts and our minds, and praying that God is continuing to shape us to be those yielded people. So I find it's helpful, as we're praying, to try to listen In our prayer time, this is why focused prayer is important, I think. Trying to learn to hear the voice of God. Now, I'm going to guess, almost everyone in this room, if you have a relationship with God, I'm going to guess at some point in time, you've probably sensed that you heard God's voice. You may have to think back over it, but think in your life. Have there been some moments when you thought, I think that was really God speaking to me? It could have been an inner sense inside of you that this is just a prompting. And it just, there's a certain feeling with that. Or maybe it was a certain way that God spoke through scripture or other people or a circumstance. And you think back over your life and you said, that just seemed like God in that moment. Now, what I'm gonna say, I believe, I find, is that God tends to speak to us in similar ways throughout our individual lives. And I think that's a gift so that God says, you remember when that happened and you sensed it was me and, and then a little later when you sensed it and it was similar to what you experienced there and thought it was me and then on down the road, it becomes this pattern that we start to say, that's kind of how God seems to speak in my life. And so when I'm listening, I'm listening for that. Because there are times in my life when it hasn't been numerous, but there are a couple of ways that I find God specifically has spoken, I sensed in my life, and it worked out the way God was kind of speaking to my heart about in the moment. And it, it always has a similar ring to it. So I encourage you, look for those moments, listen for that, and try to hear, God, I want to follow your prompting and your leading as you move me forward. God Help guide me. And God may do it in a variety of different ways. You just need to kind of listen to what it is for you. And then as we hear what God is calling us to do or saying over us, then we decide to bend our will. God, I know this is what you're telling me. I'm going to decide to align with you. I want my life, my prayers, whatever, to be in alignment. I'm reminded, um, and many of you probably are familiar with the story of Horatio Spafford. Horatio Spafford is the gentleman who wrote the song or the words to... It is well, it is well with my soul, if you know that song, and you may know the story that Horatio Spafford in the eighteen hundreds was a very um, a, a very good lawyer in Chicago. Um, he had made a lot of money and um, but he had had some hardships i mean his he lost most of his fortune in the Chicago fire uh, he had a son that died of scarlet fever, and after the Chicago fire, he had sent his family to England as kind of a respite. And he was going to join them, but he had business to take care of, and so he wasn't with them. And he, as you know the story, that his daughter and his wife on their ship, their ship struck another ship in, in the ocean, and their ship sunk. And his wife was the only one who survived. I mean, it was tragic. And I can imagine Horatio Stafford's going, really another thing? Another thing? Really, God? What's going on? But we find with Horatio, he wrote these words, as they were on the sea, he was going over to meet his wife, and the captain, knowing what this man was carrying with him, he alerted him at the time that they got to the spot where they thought the ship had gone down. And Horatio wrote these words. It later was turned into a song, but it says, When peace like a river attenders my way, When sorrows like sea billows roll, Whatever my lot... Thou hast taught me to know it is well with my soul. That's not a human wording, right? That is not easy stuff. But Horatio at that moment was saying, Lord, I'm yielding this. I don't get it. I don't understand it. But God, there was a yielding that happened, and then it brought that peace into his soul in the midst of a hard time. Now, the last part of this prayer that we pray in the Lord's Prayer is not something that we often, uh, if you look in your Bibles, in your pew, you pull out your Bible at home, you're probably not going to find the words that we pray then from there, right? After we pray what we read, it says, For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever, right? Well, you will find that only in the King James and the New King James. And the reason is, is because that's not in the oldest manuscripts of, Greek text but it's thought that the early church added that as kind of a doxology but in a way it's the same kind of surrendering for thine God whatever may it glorify you may be about you we're just gonna lay it at your feet that my life is all for God we want what you are ordaining in heaven to be happening here on the earth use me align me with what you're working out and align my prayers, my attitudes, my thoughts, my actions, my words with you. So here's what I want to encourage you to do, y'all. I want to encourage you, if this is not part of your practice, to find a space in your day that you will set aside. It doesn't have to be a massively long time, a space that you might carve out to begin having this conversation time with God. A time where you just acknowledge where you have seen God at work, realizing God's inviting you into this relationship, that God's a good parent that wants to be there with you. And as you're praying, then celebrate where you've seen God at work, what you're excited about, where you acknowledge what kind of God you believe exists. There's an acknowledgement of where I'm out of alignment and asking God to forgive and change my heart. There's an asking for what I need or for people I care about or situations and praying that God would be at work. We're praying our will. And then finally, Lord, but at the end, I want what you want to ordain in the heavens to be released here on the earth, that we're plugging in. Because remember, when we work, we work, right? When we pray, God works in, through, and around.